It's row time. Ro, she said, I sit here and wash my dishes listening to you. Oh, that's and great. she said, you're my kitchen companion. That's what the whole thing is that you talk about and I talk about, too, is that is going for your dreams, trying something new, not being afraid to fail. We need to have passion in whatever we do. Without that passion, which is where the center of our creativity is, you're not going to have a fulfilling life. Talk, listen, connect. I'm Rolanda Watts, your host, and it means the world to me that you're joining me today. Thank you so much for listening. This is going to be quite a wonderful show. I am going to run the last interview that I did with Dr. Maya Angelou, who I adoringly called my Auntie Maya. I was very blessed in my life to be able to have such a close family friend as Maya Angelou. She was so close that I considered her like an auntie. She helped me through a lot of trying situations, whether it was my career or trying to get a love in my life or dealing with my mother or whatever it was. She was always there for me, as she was for so many people. You know, everybody thought they were her only special one. But somehow she had enough love for everybody across the world. And I bet you call her Auntie Maya, too. But the inspiration, the motivation, the historical stories that are going to come, you are going to thoroughly enjoy. I really wanted to do this show today also to show you, you know, how legacy continues, bringing her voice and her legacy to a whole new younger generation. You're going to be surprised to hear some music that is backing up Auntie Maya's poetry in her own voice. Uh, can you believe it's rap music? Rap music and Maya Angelou. You stay tuned. You're not going to believe this. We're going to also be talking today with Van Jewel and Larry Cantor, who are behind Smooch Music. And uh, wait till you get a little taste of this flavor. We'll be right back with that and so much more today in celebrating Dr. Maya Angelou. She was born Marguerite Johnson on April 4th in 1928, and that was down in St. Louis, Missouri, but she was raised in St. Louis in Stamps, Arkansas. She would go on to publish seven autobiographies, three books of essays, and several books of poetry. She was credited with it with a list of plays and movies, television shows, all of this spanning over 50 years. She received dozens of awards, and get this, more than 50 honorary degrees. Quite amazing. But she was a poet, a memorist, an educator, dramatist, producer, actress, historian, filmmaker, and a civil rights leader who worked with Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. She was on the lecture circuit, gosh, well into her 80s. In fact, I used to call her a rock star because she was in her bus all over the place. In 1993, you might remember when Dr. Angelo recited her poem on the Pulse of Mourning at President Bill Clinton's inauguration. And that was the first poet to make an inaugural recitation since Robert Frost did it back with President John F. Kennedy's inauguration back in 1961. But she did all types of things and talked about how she had overcome so many obstacles to become this international giant. And then on the morning of May 28, 2014, Auntie Maya 
passed. She had been ill for a while, and, uh, you know, she didn't even let that stop her. She was working on another book, an autobiography about her experiences with national and world leaders, and her son, Guy Johnson, stated that despite being in constant pain due to her dancing career and her respiratory failure, she wrote four books during the last 10 years of her life. She was quite quite an influential person. It's amazing when you think of a life that rich and that great and has touched so many people in the most significant way. Because I think a big part of her legacy was encouraging all of us to be a bit more humane, to be kinder to each other, a bit more forgiving, and to understand that we are so much more alike than we are different. I think her words resonate over so many generations, and so much of it has a lot to do with what's going on today. She is such an inspiration. We are going to talk about her legacy. I was there at the funeral when she passed, and I tell you, you can really tell a lot about your life, I guess, when you see who shows up. Oprah Winfrey was there, Michelle Obama, and Bill Clinton, and love poured out from everywhere. Today, you're going to hear my last interview with Dr. Maya Angelou, but first, we're going to talk with the heads of Smooch Music, which had the nerve to put some rap to Auntie Maya's poetry. I know, you have to hear it to believe it right after this. Harlem Hopscotch. One foot down, then hop, it's hot. Good things for the ones that's got. Another jump, now to the left. Everybody for himself. In the air, now both feet down. Since you're black, don't stick around. Food is gone, rent is due. Cuss and cry, and then jump too. It's Rolanda. What is happening is, I mean, because a lot of kids in the in the all-white neighborhoods are, are assimilating to the black culture, and they don't even live in a black neighborhood. Some people, they're, you know, identifying with some mainstream kind of pop culture representation of, of the black man they're seeing on BET, and they've never actually met a black person before. Right. My, if they met my dad, they would conduct themselves very differently. Right. <laughs> There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. It's Rolanda. The art forms that are identified as black become considered multicultural or even sometimes white, as we saw happen with rock and roll. Uh-huh. Where rock and roll started out very much, you know, among the black community. And then because of the white artists coming and covering these songs, rock is considered a white thing. Mm. Um, and so, you know, what you have is black roots, white fruits. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. It's Rolanda. Rent is due, cuss and cry, and then jump to all the peoples out of work. It is so hard to believe that that is Dr. Maya Angelou rapping. Right up to the point when she passed, she was still working on this album. It's called The Cage Bird Songs, and you can find it online. I would like you to meet the Cantors. Van and Larry are the ones behind Smooch Music that came up with this idea of Maya Angelou gone rap. What's that about? <laughs> Both feet flat. Both feet flat. The game is done. They think I lost. I think I won. 
Van and Larry Cantor, some of the top dogs over there at Smooch Music, that came up with this idea of putting music, uh, contemporary music, music that reaches a younger audience behind the age-old and continuing to live poetry of Dr. Maya Angelou. And the result is quite amazing. I'm quite interested that I can actually sing Auntie's poems now. Let's meet Van and Larry Cantor. Harlem We believe that people who never heard of Maya Angelou the Poet will be singing her poems because of our album. Of all the things that, that you know about Auntie Maya, what do you hope this imparts to new generations? The thing that was her dream was to to connect with the younger generation because they need to know who she is because she's she's pat surpasses generations you know and it's the same thing through each generation we haven't changed as human beings you know we may have become more busier and all of that but we still have to remember who we tru- truly are and what she says we are a child of god you know and we have to get back to those roots yeah we're privileged and honored just to be part of expanding her legacy mm-hmm. And that's what we're celebrating today, the legacy of Dr. Maya Angelou. And right after this, I'm going to share with you my very special interview with the late, great Maya Angelou, who I call my auntie. And I bet you call her your auntie, too, right after this. Follow me on social media every day of the week on Facebook and on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and so much more. You can reach me at Rolanda Watts. That's R-O-L-O-N-D-A. So I can keep you abreast of what's coming up here. But coming up right now, Dr. Maya Angelou, my last interview with the late, great people's poet. the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I am the hope and the dream of the slave and soul. You hear that voice, and you know you're listening to a national treasure. Maya Angelou. I mean, how many times has that voice gotten you through? We hear her giving us dignity, giving us grace, helping us find courage so that in our own way, we can rise. Author, poet, actor, director, speaker, and such a national treasure to all of us. Auntie Maya, thank you so much for joining us this Sunday. Thank you, Ro. (laughs) I'm delighted to be talking to you. You're one of my sweet nieces. 
and I am grateful that I am your auntie. Well, you know, you know, I I love you so much, and we've shared so many Thanksgivings and so many holidays and yes. so many joys and laughter and even tears and pain and some good food. Yes. <laughs> ah. yes. I, yes. I, we talk, every Sunday we talk about living our lives with passion, and you have so much of it, not only in your work, but in your kitchen, too. And that's the truth, yes. <laughs> Everybody should have that. I mean, you shouldn't do anything if you don't have passion for it because you will half-ass do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but to to bring all your passion to everything that means you dare to study how to do it well, mm-hmm. and you won't just we won't half do it. That also incorporates finding those gifts and talents within you. So many people are in such transition in life, whether they're losing a job or they're they're losing a marriage there's such a, a tremendous change and shift in so many lives and and some people feel that they have nothing left how do you suggest or how do you encourage someone to find those gifts those god-given gifts within themselves to start life over well i think first off whenever you find yourself without an, an answer or answers first stop just stop. Put yourself, put yourself at ease. Understand that you don't, nobody knows everything all the time. So stop and realize you have to understand who you are. At some point, you have to know I am a child of God. Or what? How, if you have no religion, but first I'm very sorry for you, but if you have no sense of of your place in the in the universe, then I don't know how you can manage. But if you can just stop and and meditate and ask for direction, ask for uh, guidance, and don't try to do anything unless you have guidance. That's a fir- that's very important. So once you, know, you can do that. Then you can you can accept that uh, there is a place for you. You can ask and be told how to do take your next step. It's very know, important not to just jump out and do something without any guidance. That can you can do the wrong thing and uh, and make a terrible mistake. So we're talking today with Maya Angelou, who is my auntie, and if you love her as much as I do, I know she's your auntie too. And we're just talking about some good pearls of wisdom, and and maybe some of this advice will help you get through this next week and maybe give you a shift in the way that you're looking at your life and maybe trying to find some passion within it. Auntie, you talk about guidance, and goodness knows faith means so much to us. But also the guidance that can come from a great auntie. I was talking to some of my girlfriends today, and and we were just being very honest. We were saying, gosh, our aunties have helped us in ways moms can't. She told to yes. One girl said, she helped me learn how to wear a bra. She told me things my mom <laughs> would never tell me. Yes. You know, why? what role, and, and I ask you this also because many of us are coming into an age that we're the new aunties. I so know it, what, and it's so fabulous. It's a wonderful thing to be an auntie. I know that many years ago uh, I heard Oprah say on her program, that I was the first person who told her to expect uh, the menopause. 
and how how to, how it would how how to deal with it. The an auntie at once it dares to say things to a, a niece that sometimes a mother finds herself uh, uh, well unable to say. The auntie can say, "Come over here, girl. Sit down. Let me tell you something. You don't have to deal with your." with this person you're with, because he's not, he doesn't mean you any good. Mm-hmm. Well, the mother can't say that, because the daughter might say, well, you don't like him because because he doesn't he doesn't belong to our religion. Or, you don't like him because he, he's dark-skinned or he's light-skinned. Or, you don't like him for some reason. For, but the auntie can say, girl, sit down. Let me tell you the truth. <laughs> and say something that the mother would not dare say. Exactly. You don't sometimes think- the mother can talk about sex and sexual activity, while the 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 auntie can talk about that, but the mother cannot. The auntie can say, "I hope you you've got a whole slew of uh, condoms." Listen, <laughs> girl, you don't want to take care of yourself now. Why the mother would never say that. Absolutely, absolutely. I tell you, it was soon as I said it to a group of people, what what role does an auntie serve? Everybody had a story about some intimate piece of advice that they never could have gotten out of a mother. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I'm, I'm happy to be an auntie. And, and to be an auntie to young women who are black and some who are white and some Asian ones, I have some Spanish-speaking nieces and uh, and I have I have no compunction by telling them sit down just a minute let me talk to you <laughs> and and they come willingly I have a a young one now who's seventeen and she hasn't really had a tough auntie so I'm her first and I'm I, I, I'm going to have an impact on her life absolutely yes. Well, Auntie, I, I know personally I would not be the woman I am today without you. I know that there have been times when you have certainly given me advice that has made me straighten up, pull up my bootstraps, and keep marching strong. And I would say, Auntie said, courage. <laughs> what is that? Courage is the greatest of all virtues. Because without it's a, courage, it is. you can't exactly. practice any other virtue consistently. Consistently. Sundays just got better with Rolanda. There's more Rolanda next. It's Rolanda. Bro, she said, I sit here and wash my dishes listening to you. Oh, that's And great. she said, you're my kitchen companion. That's what the whole thing is that you talk about and I talk about, too, is that is going for your dreams, trying something new, not being afraid to fail. We need to have passion in whatever we do. Without that passion, which is where the center of our creativity is, you're not going to have a fulfilling life. There's more Rolanda next. Talk. Listen. Connect. And I'm Rolanda Watts, and I want to thank you so much again for staying tuned. I'm sharing with you today my last interview with Dr. Maya Angelo. Let's get back to our interview. Words can be a powerful weapon. Even yes. poetry can change the world. Can you speak a bit yes. about that? Well, words can heal and words can hurt. It, it depends upon what, how the person uses them. We use words as, as healing forces. That's a blessing. But you know, a person can also use words to cut people's 
heart out. And it, because they're stupid, because they're ignorant, because they don't know any better. But when you really choose the words delicately, uh, seriously, and you say, I want to use words, I, you, he, she, or it is, we are. I want to use the words love, laughter, kindness, encouragement, tenderness. I want to use words in that, th those words to encourage other human beings to be kinder, truer, gent more gentle. Then this is, a, this is a blessing. Then words can heal, literally heal the wound, heal the hurt heart, heal the hurt spirit. Every blessing has its concomitant responsibility. When you get a blessing, you have to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, universe. Thank you, God, whatever you call it. Thank you. I have a responsibility to be up to that, to, to uh, live with uh, some grace as dealing with the children, the aged, men and women. I have a responsibility, and I want to be up to it and living it constantly. And so, so uh, you can't take the gift, the blessing, as if, oh, I've got that and I, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to do anything about it. Yes, you do. Yes, Your you work do. Seems, seems to be even more because they're, you're touching so many people. We're speaking with Maya Angelou today, and I'm Rolanda Watts. I'll tell you what some of the people are saying. They're saying, yeah. Miss Angelou, I do love you. I've been a fan ever since reading. I know why the cage bird sings over 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that that book uh, really touched so many of us and shaped a lot of our young lives, yeah. and now it's part of the educational curriculum. Yes, many of my books are required reading in some university or college in the United States. It's a blessing. It really and is. Many, there are many uh, schools named for me, a hundred, many of them around the country, and is it's there, a blessing. Is there one in particular, I mean, from doing being the Poet Laureate at, at, the, at the presidential inauguration and all the things that you've done, is there one thing that really stands out as your, as your beaming pride moment? Well, first, I was never the poet laureate. Miss Rita Dove, a wonderful poet, African-American lady poet, was the, was the uh, 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 poet laureate. I was the, uh, the inaugural poet, and I've been called the people's poet. And that's okay. a blessing. Because the other poet who was called people's poet was uh, Langston Hughes. Mm. And so I like... The, the title. I'm grateful to have that. Uh, one and uh, no, no one work. This is sort sort of like asking a parent, which of your children is your favorite? You, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, all the all the works are good or my favorites. I, I must say that uh, that which women and men use. Uh, Pleases me, and and those are you used. I know what I mean. You used um, uh, and still I rise mm -hmm. to open this uh, the program. That and phenomenal woman. Those mm -hmm. two poems are used all not just in this country, but uh, all over the world, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful mm -hmm. that the poetry can be of use. 
Auntie, let me ask you that. When you know you are so open and honest, I think that's really what got us with Cage Bird. That there were some of the darkest things that we wouldn't think that you know, because you're a giant to so many of us, and you wouldn't think that you had gone through such a difficult time, going through um, being raped and losing your voice because uh, you thought that that might have uh, led to the, the the murder of the the man who assaulted you, but. But those dark times, how do you come over that and gain strength without the regrets and the ghosts that come back to haunt you from difficult times? Well, how do you uh, move on? Rolanda, yeah. I know this. I am a human being, and nothing human can be alien to me. Whatever I have experienced, other human beings have experienced. Whatever I have gone through, there are young women in China, in South Africa, in Paris, in Berlin, in uh, Madrid, in Mexico City, in Puerto Rico, women who are going through the same thing. So whatever I've gone through is not unusual. It is unusual to me. But when I tell the truth about it, I've told the truth about other women, and they can read my work and say, my God, that happened to me, just like that, and nobody admitted it. So thank you, Maya Angelou, for admitting that this happened. When you so look at the... You see, honey, courage is the most important of all the virtues because without it you can't practice any other virtue consistently. You can't be consistently kind or fair or honest or true or generous. You can be anything erratically, but to be that thing time after time, you have to have courage. Not only courage to say, but courage to apologize when you've spoken out of turn. Mm -hmm. Have enough courage to go to somebody who may be your great-grandfather or may be somebody four years old and apologize. Have the courage to say so. And then to say, listen, Everybody, you know what I said last week that I believe a child of 10 just showed me that I was wrong. And now I'm going to say I have enough courage to say sorry. Mm -hmm. This is what makes you a woman. You see, there's a world of difference between being an old female and being a woman. Mm. There's a world of difference between being an old male and being a man. You can be born with certain genitalia, and you can be an old anything, that is, if you don't get run over by an out-of-control truck. (laughs) But to become a woman, oh, my Lord, to become a woman, little children feel safe in your company. People from other races feel safe in your company. If you're a man, when you walk in the room, you know when that man is there. He's not just an old male. You know that you're not going to be insulted. You're not going to be abused. A man is in the room. You see? Mm-hmm. So uh, to be a woman, it takes some effort. But ah, it is so worthwhile. Hmm. Okay? And, it's, it's, and it takes some work. It takes practice. Yes, it? it does. 
It does. We're talking with Maya Angelou today. I'm Rolanda Watson. We're so blessed to have Auntie. I'm so happy that you're here. There's so many people. I'm happy to be here, darling. Absolutely. We were talking about friendship, you and I, and you were telling me something that I have been passing on to all of my dear friends. And you were saying that, you know, your friends basically are the ones who hear your songs and sing them back to you when you forget them. Yes, that you're, exactly. that, that uh, as we grow older, friendship becomes even more important. Mm. Talk a bit about that. Well, one, the difficulty in growing old, I know that Art Linkletter said growing old is not for sissies. Okay, I give him <laughs> that. I agree. The, uh, the other thing is, however, growing old is is painful because friends you have who with whom you experience certain events die. They fall off their stool, as the cognates say. Mm. And so you have no one to to agree to who with whom you can agree about certain events you shared. Mm. So when you want to say, Hey, do you remember I think it was in Salt Lake City at that time. Maybe it was in 1991. You remember that? Well, that person is gone. And it it's very lonely. Growing old, really, is lonely. Because the people who, who are around you are my darlings, like you and young women and young men, my grandsons and and my son and, and Greek grands and I mean you just you you weren't there. You weren't in in Rome when I taught dance at the opera house in Rome or in Israel I taught dance at the Habima Theater in in Tel Aviv. You were you weren't there when I fell in love with a South African at at, at Man. And but I have sister friends who were but they're dead. Mm. And so I can't say, hey, girl, do you remember that mad man? And, girl, do you remember? I, I married a man who was very large, but I loved him, and he and he loved me. And then when I introduced him to a once uh, an old uh, landlady, she said, he's a beautiful face, but he's fat, ain't he? <laughs> I said, no, ma'am, he's stout. And after I went back in the room, I saw the man was fat. (laughs) (laughs) So my sister friend was there, Rosa guy. And Rosa, I'm sorry to say, died about three weeks ago. Hmm. You see? Yeah, but I I know exactly. When you said that to me, and I spend time with my friends, and we're like, oh, you remember when... I do. I I say, you know, relish these moments. Relish these friendships, for sure. Indeed. Yes. My uh, my papers have gone to the Schomburg. The Schomburg is a leading a repository for African American studies and and art, and uh, and so anything about African Americans and Africans in the diaspora that you really want to know, uh, scholars will go to the Schomburg in Harlem. It is there, and so. I wanted to put my papers there and make them available to anyone who wants to know what life was like between 1940s and uh, and 2010 that that I knew about. So so I, and I'm happy that the the papers are there. Um, 
it's, it's important. People live in direct relation to the heroes and sheroes they have, always and in always. And how we've lived and survived is heroic. And so it's important that people make sure that uh, that those those papers, those uh, records, are kept. You see, sad to say, but during slavery, uh, the, the slaves had no way of keeping the uh, uh, the the papers, the records, so that the 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 quilts, interestingly enough, the quilts became very important because a slave who was about to be sold would cut off a piece of his shirt and a piece of his auntie's skirt and his mother's apron and then stitch it inside his own slave shirt. And when he got to wherever he was going, he gave that to somebody and that was sewn into a, a, a quilt. Uh, so that became a piece of the of the story of the uh, 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 story that was told about the family. This is where Uncle So and So, Uncle Tommy, and Aunt Aunt Sarah, and and cousin So and So, and this little piece of cloth showed that this is Mama Mama Helen. And so everything is important just to be able to remember and be told who that we didn't come from the ground like grass. We came from the ground like trees, and we have roots. Auntie, you're also very involved in health initiatives for women these days. That, that has become a passion of yours. Yes, it has always been. Mm-hmm. So that a, a, new church, a new hospital has just been named for me, the Maya Angelou uh, Hospital for women, uh, Women's Health and, and Wellness. Three hospitals and uh, health uh, institutions named for me, and I'm grateful for that. Auntie, when you're watching television, you know, like the rest of us, and we're watching the news and their stories like the Trayvon Martin case that come up and just these, these horrendous cases, what, what goes through your mind? What do you say that we need to do more of as a society or pay attention to? What what are, you, what are your observations? Um, well, I think that we shouldn't, we shouldn't stop uh, uh, protesting. You know, that was a, a way of being 20 years ago and 30 years ago. And we should continue to protest against unfair practice, uh, uh, the, the unkindness, uh, practiced against African Americans and against white Americans and against women and against children, we should be have enough courage to stand up and take a picket and take a a, a, a poster and picket if if something is not fair with the Latinos. Just get up, get off your butt, and get up and say this is not fair. I don't agree with it. I will not add my silence to the silence, and that mean, and in that way, uh, make people think I don't care. I do care. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes what happens is the fear is that so many people say, "Well, that's not my problem. That's but a problem." It is. But it, it's, it's a humanity problem, a humane. Indeed. 
Well, uh, I I know that I'm a child of God, one, and I deserve the best. I give my best all the time at home, when I'm in the street, when I'm in the classroom where I teach, when I'm working on a, on a poem or a piece of work, I give my best, and I insist upon the best all the time. And when I don't get it, I respond to that. I stand up and say, no, 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 I deserve better than this. No, 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 I won't be mistreated. No, no, no. And so I deserve it. Now, if uh, if I be, really believe that, and I just sit down and say, oh, it's too bad, too sad, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> Auntie, I remember that time I asked you uh, something like that, and you said that you get out that legal pad, which you write on very yes. often, you know, when you do your, your long yellow pad, yellow pad, and she said she makes a list, and on one side she writes all the things she's thankful for, including the pencil and the legs that she had used to walk across the room to pick him up. And I guess if just being exhausted with gratitude, it takes you into a different place. But it's That's finding true. the gratitude in the, in the madness. Mm-hmm. That's then, true. I love your memory. I mean, Auntie, there's so many things you have no idea that I remember that you've told me. <laughs> uh, <thank laughs> That's <you>. right. <laughs> Auntie, everybody's calling you Auntie now. Well, of course. <laughs> you know, my favorite thing that you've told me, you told me lots of things. When we take our family pictures and, we all, you know, how we as kids would slump over and lean over, you say, ah, 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 stand straight up, square to the camera. And you told us you never lean on anybody and you only bow to God. Stand up That's straight right. because this will be history one day. That's right. And you'll love the photograph so much more when you see the truth of it, when you see yourself standing straight, not stiff, but standing erect. Yeah, that's a good thing. And my other favorite thing that you've told me, and you've heard me say this a gazillion times, I know, but the old thing of diamonds are made from pressure. Could you share that one? Well, diamonds are the result of extreme time and pressure. This time, they're crystal. Less than this time than that, uh, the 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 uh, material is cold. Less than that, it's it's just fossilized leaves of plain dirt. <laughs> but but diamond. the diamond is a result of extreme pressure, and this is true for I mean it is true for the soul for the spirit. You when you get yourself together and become of use. To the planet and to everybody, mind you, I believe anybody who can be used is useless. But when you become of use to other people, it's because you've been under extreme pressure, and uh, and 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 you have survived and done better than that. You have thrived mm. and done better than that. You have thrived with some passion some compassion, some humor, and some style. Ooh. Ooh. Isn't it? <laughs> yes, Phenomenal. Ma'am. Because, I mean, people do go through slumps in life, and yes. and they go do go through hardships, and they do make big mistakes, and, and you've got to move on. It, what do you say about regrets and people who are to look oh. back and they let their past haunt them? Oh, be careful of regret. Do the best you can. If you If you've done something you're not pleased with, 
go to everybody who you think you may have displeased and say, sorry, I'm sorry. Please accept my apology. I'm sorry. That's all. Mm-hmm. Not you know, everybody's... We... I'm sorry? No, no, go on. But no, no one is going to always be say the right thing all the time. So, so you will, you will have to apologize, but don't rue, don't regret. Be careful of that. Careful. Now, you know, I spoke with another one of your very close darlings, Valerie Simpson, yes. last week. Yes. And um, and I asked her because she was we, she, during the interview she was talking of course about life and love and loss and moving into yes. this new chapter of her life and I said you know we have uh, the same mentor and 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 heart here Auntie Maya what has she told you and I want you to listen to what she said was her greatest piece of advice that that you oh. would give her and Nick as well hold on okay. here do your work mm-hmm. do your work. You know, which means that, you know, that you you know what has been laid on your heart and you spend the time. You know, it doesn't happen automatically. It may look like it all happened overnight, but it doesn't happen overnight. And you have to constantly do your work. You mean, uh, that means you will have to do and do and do and do, redo, to fix, to, you know, we, we wrote songs three and four ways sometimes. So you have to do your work to come out with the best of you so that so that your offering is as good as it can be. And uh, she encouraged me to do that, and, and, and we've always done that. Yes, you've always encouraged us to be the best of yes. what you can do, and that's just what you were saying. Yes, of course. And, and I'm happy to say you're doing it. I have, I have no regret. I have no, no, there's nothing about your, the way you approach work which makes me unhappy. Oh, thank you. It's true. I love the way you do it. You go well, through it work. with such with such energy, such directness. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You know, mm-hmm. another thing you told me was when I told you when I was a little girl I wanted to be a writer. And, you know, that mm-hmm. took a lot of courage to say. <laughs> you know, well, I don't the, know courage or absolute madness. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And you made it so wonderful. You said, well, look, all you do is take an adjective, an adverb, a noun, and a pronoun, and ball it up, throw it against the, wind, the wall, and make it sing. And make I just it thought, bounce. It's make, yeah, just make it beautiful. Make it a Picasso. Mm-hmm. But it just, you, you gave such life to my passion. And so you glad. always encouraged me to live a life of passion. And that is exactly what Dr. Maya Angelou did. She lived her life with passion, and she certainly touched so many people in her poetry, in her books, in her stage plays, her movies, her television shows, and just her love. Indeed, indeed. You may or may not be surprised to learn that Maya Angelou was actually working on about 16 different projects when she died. Um, and not, we're talking about somebody in their mid-80s. We were married for over 40 years when my husband was taken by cancer. I'm sorry. You know, my husband left me a note, and it said, A long life is not good enough, but a good life is long enough. Oh, gosh, I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> and you know, There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. It's Rolanda. 
Hey, just a quick reminder to please follow me on Facebook. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn and YouTube. That's R-O-L-O-N-D-A. You may write me down in history. You may write me down in history. With your bitter, twisted lines. With your bitter, twisted lines. You may trod me. You may trod me. In the very dirt. In the very dirt. But still like dust. But still like dust. Does my fashion upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Why are you beset with gloom? Cause I walk like I got wells. I'm thinking living wrong. Just like moon. Just like And like suns With a certainty With a certainty Of time Just like hope Just like hope Springing high for listening. I for more, go to mayaangelo.com or follow Maya Angelo on Facebook. You can also go to Caged Bird Songs to find more 
hip-hop and really cool songs with Auntie Maya's poetry and music. I'd also like to thank Valerie Simpson for her beautiful music and her contribution to this conversation. Now go out there and have a great day. Go out and do something good. Hey, maybe you want a hopscotch. Harlem hopscotch. One foot down, then hop, it's hot. Good things for the ones that's got. Another jump, now to the left. Everybody for hisself. In the air, now both feet down. Since you're black, don't stick around. Food is gone, rent is due. Cuss and cry, and then jump too. All the people's out of work. Hold for three, not twist and jerk. Cross the line, they count you out. But that's what happens all about. Both feet flat, the game is done. They think I lost, I think I won. Harlem Harlem One foot down, then hop, it's hot. Good things for the ones that's got. Another jump, now to the left. Everybody for himself. In the air, now both feet down. Since you're black, don't stick around. Food is gone, rent is due. Cuss and cry, and then jump too. All the people's out of work. Hold for three, not twist and jerk. Cross the line, they count you out. But that's what happens all about. Both feet flat, the game is done. They think I lost. to Sundays with Rolanda. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>